There's extreme stress in special education in the area of workload overload for teachers and therapists right now. Let's talk about it on this episode of the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and this is for both parents and teachers. This is something that we're going to talk about unfiltered about what does this workload overload look like for teachers and what can we do about it? You know, too often we just accept that in special education, teachers have a lot to do. In special education, therapists will always have a large caseload. This is not okay. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not going to change until the parents get involved at a different level. Yeah. Yeah, parents, parents, this one is something that you can actually help solve. Now, a lot of teachers just went, wait, but my workload feels so heavy because of some of the parents of the students in my classroom. I get it. And there's a reason why that feels heavy. And we're going to talk about that today. You know, when I posted on Instagram yesterday about what are your Sunday scaries, and I was thinking, you know, what is really going through everybody's mind right now, 2023, you know, special education, those who are in the trenches, like, I want to know what's keeping you up at night before you go back to work for the week. And there was an overwhelming response from teachers saying workload overload. And I asked them, explain what that means. And it was like not enough hours in the day. You know, I'm getting pulled out to do recess, you know, duty or bus duty and, you know, lunchroom, all of these different things. When I have legal documents, I have IEPs that have got to be implemented, like my job's on the line if I don't do these IEPs, but I'm getting pulled out to do other things. And that's a problem. I get that. And teachers, you have to advocate for yourself. And I know easier said than done. I, I understand that. But we're going to talk about a strategy in just a minute for you. But for parents who are listening, there is a key thing that you can do when it comes to helping your own child's teacher with workload overload. And that is really leaning into how is your child's IEP being implemented? And are there enough hours in the day for your child's teacher or therapist to do what they need to do? I'll give you an example. I'm sitting at an IEP meeting, got a parent next to me. This is probably the third IEP meeting for this parent. I was brought in on behalf of the parent. And at this meeting, we've got everybody at this meeting. We've got everybody. We've got um, all the therapists. We've got teachers. We've got um, the special education director. And at this point at meeting three, He's not real happy, right? Special education director is like, come on, let's get to some agreements. And we had some strong things that needed to be addressed within this IEP. Completely understand it's a stressful situation. And, um, you know, we all come together. And finally, we had this like relief because we were like, we've got a plan, right? And the special ed director turns to me and he says, are we good? Like, are we good? Like, we got this plan. I said, the plan is great. Now, who's going to do it? And there was just silence, just silence in the room. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Who's going to do it? The team is going to do it. No, no, no. See, I was a special education teacher and I've been helping parents and teachers for, you know, 20 years. I know what this looks like when we just say it'll get done. It's not just going to get done. It's like this, you know, just assumption that the team's going to take it over. And here's the thing. We have to start delegating with um, intention on who's going to do what. So he said, you know, the team's going to get it done. And I said, well, who on the team? Well, just the team. Like, you guys will take care of it after the meeting, right? And I said, no. I said, you know what? And here's, here's what I was really thinking. I know 
a bit about this team at this point. I know we're on like meeting three or four in this situation. I can see the overwhelm that was happening. And I knew that if we did not get some delegation within this plan that we just created for this child, everything was going to fall on the special education teacher. And that's not right. There's nowhere that says that the special education teacher is in charge of everything within the IEP. Now, sometimes special education teachers are also the case manager, which means that you may be responsible for accountability of some of those things, but it doesn't mean that you have to do all of the things. And for the teachers who are thinking like, yes, I do. I have to do it all or it doesn't get done. You know what? We're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. Cause just stop that. Okay. No. So we sit there at the meeting and there's awkward silence. So when you start to have this conversation, there's going to be awkward silence. Parents, when you bring this up, it's going to be awkward. That is okay. That means that you're on the right path. So finally, after the, the therapists are kind of talking and the teachers is kind of sitting there, one of the, you know, waiting to see like, who's going to say what on this, you know, because she just knows that it's going to be her responsibility. So finally, uh, the speech therapist says, well, you know what, I, I can add in 15 minutes of consult time um, in into my week, and then I'll do this piece of the plan. And then the occupational therapist says, well, if you're doing that weekly, then monthly, I can add in this amount of consult minutes, and then we can do this part of the plan. And we got all of this in writing and there was delegation. And this is something that had to come from the parent side. So parents, I want you to hear this. I understand like, well, the team just needs to do what they need to do. I get it. But if you start to have some real focus on who is doing what, you are actually advocating for the teacher and the team to work together and count their hours in the day. Meaning that so many times our teachers and therapists actually do have more things in the IEP documents than they have hours in the day. But if nobody's counting the minutes and the hours of services and pairing those up to the provider, the teacher or the therapist, we're not gonna realize that. And I can tell you parents from behind the scenes, nobody's counting these minutes on a regular basis and nobody's paying attention to who has how many minutes and, and how are they being kind of allocated and um, how they're gonna be accounted for. You have to do this when it comes to the planning of your child's IEP and the execution of what it's going to look like. So there's one place that you can do this, the place that I just talked about, that's at the IEP meeting. That's getting a plan in place, talking about who's doing what, okay. But sometimes you don't have an IEP meeting planned. You might be in this season of the school year where you don't have an IEP planned and that's okay. You can do a check-in. The thing is you have to have open communication and you have to build trust with the team that they know that when you're checking in about who's doing what and who's executing what minutes and what's going on, that it's not an accusation of they're not doing their job, that you're doing this because you want to help advocate that they have enough time in their day to take care of your child's IEP. See, I get it. They have a lot of different students in their caseload, okay? But parents, you, you're not always advocating for everybody, right? So you have to, your oxygen mask first, your child first, and that's okay. Don't have any guilt in that, all right? So if you're doing this check-in, and this is where I say, teachers, I understand 
that sometimes parents are the ones who are putting the workload on you. That's what it feels like. But most of the time when, when it feels like that, parents are simply trying to figure out how do they move their child up in the line of kind of attention, of making sure that they're getting what they need. And there's an effective way to do that. And parents, that's what I'm talking to you about right now. You have to have open communication on why you're asking certain things and how you're going to ask it and what you're advocating for. That was one of the best things that happened to me when I was a teacher is when a parent came to me and they're just like, listen, I can get things for you that you can't get for you. So there's going to be times where there's going to be some ugly conversations. Now, she didn't quite say it like that, but that's what it is. Okay? There's going to be some times where there's going to be some ugly conversations. We are not coming after you. We know that you need supplies. You need training. You need curriculum. We know that. We can't help you if you're not honest with us. And we'll be honest right back with you. And you know what? It was one of the most, um, quote, difficult parents, right? That's what everybody thought of. It was a difficult parent. No, it wasn't. You know, she was open in her communication of what she was doing, how she was going to do it. And yeah, they weren't all pretty conversations. Oh, well, oh, well, I got all the things that I needed for that child in that classroom. It was amazing. So parents, I want you to lean in and make sure that you are at the planning phase inside the IEP, that you're adding this into your to-do list, right? That you're adding this in, that you're going to figure out who's doing what, and that you're doing some check-ins for this, and that you understand teachers are not responsible for executing every piece of the IEP. It's an IEP team for a reason. And that delegation behind the scenes does not always happen naturally. Now, let me talk to teachers here just for a minute. You have a list that's miles, probably multiple miles, 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 miles long. I understand that. However, you need to get real honest with yourself about what is actually required from you in your job. And you need to start taking other things off your list. Now, by no means am I saying you need to do the bare minimum for your students. I know that's not where your heart is at. I know you are going to do things beyond the IEP. I get that. Okay, I get it. If a child needs extra, you're going to do extra for that child. I'm talking about the other stuff. I'm talking about the other stuff that you have to start advocating for yourself or at bare minimum, bare minimum. You have to start journaling every time, like journaling with detail. This is the date. This is the time. This is the person. You have to start journaling every time that you are pulled away from your responsibilities, your must do's. You're like, this is my job. Okay. You have to start making a timeline of every time that you get pulled away. That's, that's like not negotiable for you. You have to start doing that. Okay. Okay. The second thing that you have to do is that you need to start looking at your list of things to do and deciding what do you have to do, what do you feel like you have to do, and what don't you have to do. There's actually three categories, right? So it's not just I have to do this, I don't have to do that. Because there are things that you feel like you have to do, but you don't really have to do them to keep your job, but you really, okay, a lot of the the things that are overloading you They fall into that category. So you have to figure out then which one of those are going to take priority. See, you do only have so many hours in the day. You know, those bulletin boards, those, you know, color-coded folders that need updated because they got ripped. 
the, you know, like it is what it is when it comes to these extra things. You are going to have to say no. You are going to have to set the boundaries. All the cliche things that we say all the time. But I want you to sit down and, you know, in special education, we call this a task analysis, right? So we look at a task and we say, what are all the mandatory things that a child needs to master? What are all the steps to get to the end result? This is like doing a task analysis on your day. What are all the things that you absolutely have to do in your job role? And it's going to be surprising to you how many things you're going to write down that you do or that are on your list that are not in that mandated section. And so when you're writing this all down by memory, you're gonna forget some things. So when I say write this down, I actually want you to journal your day. And I would say that you should journal it from, you know, when you get onto campus until you leave campus. But I also know that you're not just working during contract hours, during school hours, or while you're in the school building. I know that. So you're going to have to take a minimum of three days. I'm not kidding you. This works. I'm telling you, okay? It's if you take three days and you journal from beginning to end, all the things that you're doing, and then you separate those out into work and personal, and then you separate that out into, I have to do this. I feel like I have to do this. And then I don't actually have to do this. You're going to be able to start to reprioritize what's happening in your day. So parents and teachers, this workload overload is something that you have to work together on. Teachers, we need you to advocate for yourselves in this role. Parents, we need you to step up. And yes, you're going to be advocating on behalf of your child, but you're going to be doing it in a way that is also advocating for the teacher. So she has the time in the day to deliver your child's IEP with excellence. Because she's shown up, she wants to do it, right? But she doesn't always have the time or the resources. And by resources, I could mean staff, it could mean supplies. But until parents start to do something from the outside, and if you notice, nothing that I just talked about, talked about going the legal route, you know, and making something kind of a, a, a demanding situation that gets lawyers involved or that actually slows down the progress of making this happen. I'm talking about building trust on the IEP team between parents and teachers to have honest conversations about workload overload and what are you gonna do together to make sure that this IEP can be delivered in a way that a child is gonna make meaningful progress to meet their unique needs, and to prepare them for further education, employment, independent living. Guys, don't forget, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review is one of the most amazing things that you can do. It helps more parents and teachers find information that can help them through the IEP process. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, please go ahead, leave a comment, and, and you know what? And share this. Share this with a teacher who you know has workload overload. And And if you are a teacher, you know what? You need to talk to another teacher and talk about when are you going to do this task analysis on yourself? When are you really going to figure out what's going on? And if you're a parent and you're like, yeah, I need to start having this open communication and say to the teachers, like, not only do I know that you're, you know, workload overload, but um, I want to help you get out of that as much as possible. This, you know, here's some strategies. These are some things. These are some conversations. These are some things that I'm going to be checking on, but it's not about you. It's about making sure that you have the time to do what needs to get done. All right, everybody, I'll see you next time on the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast.